the distant future. CERN learned that the legend of Wormwood was true and that humans cannot live safely on planet Earth. An international team of space explorers is loaded on a first ever AI, artificial intelligence, operated starship under the Artificial Limitless Intelligence System. The starship in its multi-century voyage to a distant moon and transporting the people on board in its 20th year, a hibernation pod opens prematurely and the one person that awakes, Lieutenant Commander Braxton Northfield, saves the ship. But the bigger question was who woke up? That would be the Artificial Limitless Intelligence System, or Alice, as she calls herself. Get your copy of David K. Montoya's emotionally charged chapbook, Alice, a science fiction love story, at www.mythmart.com or wherever books are sold. And now, enjoy this free JZO Modcast show. Hello, everyone, and welcome. Welcome to a brand new episode of My Public Life as an American Nerd. I'm Kevin, and joining me today is Elijah. What's going on? Hello there. Hello, hello, hello. And of course, wouldn't be My Public Life with My Public Life as an American Nerd without the one and only Mr. Christian Nicorda. How are you doing today, sir? I am doing fantastic. It is good to see your faces. How are, are you gentlemen doing on this fine evening? Doing good, struggling with the cold, man. It's getting cold. It's rainy. It's very, but it's weird though. Like this is kind of the season that I thrive as weird as it sounds. Like I thrive when it's like overcast and cloudy and rainy and gives me time to like not have to do anything, right? Like no commitments outside. Like I could just hang out inside with my switch. I'm getting back into Tears of the Kingdom again after uh, I booted it today for the first time since apparently since um, uh, August, the end of August. Uh, I was taking a little bit of a break. There's a lot to do in that game, but I'm getting back to it now. And uh, you know how it is when you haven't played a game for so long and you're just getting used to the controls again and where you were at and like... Tears of the Kingdom, there's no like direction as to where to go. So like, I'm like, where was I doing? I can't remember, but I got it. I got my footing back and I'm back. I'm in. I'm, yeah. Um, I want you to try Titanfall 2. I will try Titanfall 2 at some point uh, once we get our our PlayStation logged in eventually. Yeah, that I can uh, also update to 2.1 of Cyberpunk. Yeah, that would be great. That would be great. That would be. Um, just real quick, just right off the top, uh, I want to send a huge congrats to Miyazaki's uh, newest film, The Boy and the Heron, the new Studio Ghibli film. It topped the box office this weekend, which is really, really cool. Um, not exactly sure how much it made, but I know it just kind of trampled... Um, what was that um the um the hunger games movie mm. uh was that number one for a long time but or for a couple weeks and it knocked that down a few pegs so that's good um so miyazaki I godzilla did that no it never got godzilla didn't get to number one uh. almost did almost did um but miyazaki man you can't you can't bet 
you know, you can't bet against him. Like he's always going to have something good to say. People are going to go watch the movies. People love Studio Ghibli. So I'm excited to see it. We haven't had the chance to see it yet. Um, we haven't really had a chance to see a whole lot. We talked about Godzilla last week. Mm-hmm. Christian, have you been able to watch anything? Not anything. I, you know what I did watch? Uh, nothing up and nothing new. It's something that it, it's one of those movies uh, that are classic films that I just I feel really guilty about having not seen yet. Um, I finally got around to seeing Heat. Um, oh, really? Yeah, never seen it. Um, beautiful. You know, it's fun. I, I was kind of telling somebody if you've never seen it before and you didn't know any better, you would be like, "Man, they're totally ripping off the Dark Knight in this oh, movie." 100%, 100%. <laughs> it's so like even down to like the score. Um, <laughs> like wow, it's to see like how much inspiration Christopher Nolan got from that movie. It's pretty cool. <laughs> Um, movie yeah we need to watch that uh i know the the sequel book came out for that uh michael mann wrote a book as Mm -hmm. a sequel for the movie and now they're making that into a movie so um adam driver signed on i know that don't really know the details who's going to be who i don't know if the book's a prequel or a sequel i think it's supposedly a little bit of both i think it's kind of a sequel and a prequel um so it'll be cool to see but heat yeah that's an amazing movie and like you said the dark knight um I hate to use this word, but completely stole from Heat. Like, yeah, uh, the Dark Knight is down to the score. Like I think it was like Hans. Like there's just like that. The opening of the Dark Knight has a. It's just that single like violin. Like, yeah. Like and then it's like a truck in shot, panning into like a building, and it's like that. Hap- the exact same thing happens in Heat. It's really. F- I was like, oh my god. Who scored Heat? I gotta see this real quick. I'm I'm very very curious as to who. Did well, the you're score looking that up because, um, what I'm gonna say that uh, Ray Park is the only person in cinematic history to ever kill Liam Neeson. That's true. That's true. <laughs> very random, but true. I mean, Liam um, Neeson was in The Dark Knight, so it's not random. Yeah. So the uh, no, that is true. That it, well, no, he was not in The Dark Knight. He was, he was in, in Batman. The Batman Begins. Um, Elliot Goldenthal did the score for Heat, uh, which I don't know a lot of his work, but his score was amazing in Heat. Um, speaking of Michael Mann, um, his new movie Ferrari is going to be hitting yes on Christmas Day, starring yes, yes, Adam yes. Driver. Um, did you happen to catch Saturday Night Live last night? Um, I did. It's always a treat when Adam is hosting. Yeah. If you guys have not caught the episode, it's always fun. Yeah, it's great. I uh, yeah, had some had some you know like SNL nowadays. It's kind of hit or miss sometimes, you know. And that's this episode felt like that. But at him, and, the uh, news, the news is always amazing. Yeah, the the. That's really funny. Uh, Olivia Rodrigo as a musical guest. Um, there seems to be some weird like hmm. debate in our house uh, over Olivia Rodrigo. Oh, no, it's not <laughs> really. Ellie's That's trying like, to find a one-sided war. No, mom's on her side, too. What's, wait, what's the debate well, like, exactly? So my wife and Cassie, or, my, you know, Cassie and Ellie, they don't like her. Like, they think she's like, she steals and she's not a good artist. But me and Eli are like, I think she's doing what they all do right like she's going out there she's singing she's i think she's super talented to be i honest. think she's amazing i think she's um, really talented think, yeah um, so do i um, i think she has it's and it's kind of cool to hear like a songwriter focused pop star and yeah you know what i mean like i think that's really cool oh absolutely i think i think she's she's great i think she's great i think i think they're all great like we have this whole new batch of yeah. really really talented um singers pop stars you know who are coming up now and i think you know people like her even billy eilish um mm-hmm. 
Taylor Swift, even, you know, we're going to talk about Taylor Swift a little bit later. Um, there's all that phase, but you can't admit that she has, that she doesn't, you can't say she doesn't have talent. Like, I will say for some of her songs, they're really good. Yeah. But that doesn't mean all because you don't like like her stuff doesn't mean she doesn't have talent. Exactly. Right. So it's like, that goes for any band or whatever. Um, anyways, we are way off track right now. Thank you for watching. Thank you for checking out the show. Make sure to like, and subscribe wherever you're listening to this. Uh, we really, really appreciate it. Sharing episodes also helps on today's show. We're going to talk about the game awards, uh, which happened this past week. Um, we're going to talk Thursday. about the winners. We're going to talk on Thursday. Yes. We're going to talk about some of the winners. We're going to talk about some of the new trailers that dropped during the game awards. Um, and some of the uh, controversies quote unquote and um, things people said and things people did. Um, which is uh so we'll talk about those um we're also going to talk about uh latest rumor about the mandalorian uh season four um not happening like we think it's going to happen um we have some dc news um some shuffling in the casting for a little bit which we kind of i think a lot of us kind of saw and we're gonna talk about taylor swift and there she her time uh person of the year um win essentially um so we're going to talk about that stuff and more on this episode uh so let's talk about the game awards of course baldur's gate was the baldur's gate 3 was the big winner at this year's show um personally i haven't played it but i know christian you've had a hand at it correct yes played it um so do you think it's well deserved i mean the competition was pretty pretty fierce for this game i mean you had things like Baldur's gate 3 you had was starfield no starfield no. was not nominated no. uh tears of the two. kingdom ellen wait 2 um super mario wonder and spider-man uh, spider-man 2. 2 um do you think it deservedly won this yeah award? i i don't even i don't think there was a competition really um i so i've because of dana i've been fully aware of uh like uh the whole journey of like Baldur's Gate I've been playing Baldur's Gate since like the start of and not to the extent that Dana has of course but because she's been playing it I, I get to see it a lot and you know I've had a hand of like early 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 um testing so what's really cool about what Larian did was like the involvement that they had with the community um with like the early game prototypes um for years I think before the actual release so uh, by the time the game released, I, I, you know, I already completely knew what the game was. Mm -hmm. um, it's, you know, it's not often when a game is released and other studios are complaining that they're doing too much and they're making the other studios look bad. Um, that's always a good sign, you know. Right. Uh, oh, yeah. CD Projekt Red did it with Witcher, you know, um, which is why everybody was so excited about Cyberpunk. They're still doing it with Cyberpunk. The year, that game was released three years ago, and they're still, like, supporting content and making it. You know what I mean? Uh, for a studio to offer this much on, on a single game release, this is when other studios are like, dude, what are you doing? Like, this is what all the studios should be doing. So when, like, you see studios, like, not to point fingers, but when you see studios like EA that are just kind of releasing, like, you know, I, I hate to poo poo on this stuff, but you know, like the Avengers game, I keep going yeah. back to that game. That was like one of the biggest IPs you could have, especially at the time of release. And it was the biggest disappointment. They rested on the fact that this, everybody was going to buy it, but like that could have been like an all time great game, right? Mm -hmm. Like look at the other, the, the, the Batman series, the Arkham series that came before that. Oh yeah. 100%. Like, what's happening with the Spider-Man games. Like there's a legacy and like that was really starting with superhero video games and they dropped the ball. And then like, it's, it's kind of like, like Larian again, CD project red uh, games like this, like, you know, the stuff that like rockstar does, there's a reason why there's like 
you know, we're on the heels of the release of like the GTA um, game. So when you see these studios that are like only have like two games under, the, you know, that have been around for 20 years yeah. and only have like two games. Those are the ones you pay attention to. You pay attention to the Naughty Dogs. You pay attention to the Rockstars, the right Rocksteadies. So, yes, absolutely. One hundred percent in support of of that game winning. So absolutely. And it also won for um Baldur's Gate 3 also won for uh, best actor, uh, best community support, which you had mentioned, you know, bringing the community into it was a big, big, huge, you know, a huge um, thing in its thing. And it also it means won. a lot in gaming, especially best, best performance. It also won Neil Newbun. Yeah. Uh, everybody's favorite character um, from the game. I, I'm falling in love with him. Um, <laughs> if you guys are familiar with the Sterion, he's like the very lovable uh, dark um, rogue character that you can play who's a, a, a very tortured vampire so tragic yes. so dramatic so lovely that's awesome i need to check that game out um the other you know there's been there's quite a few big winners that night but but one of the games i really want to mention because i'm really excited to play it i haven't played it yet but ellen wake 2 um won some pretty decent awards uh won the best game direction it won best narrative it won best art direction. So those are three like pretty hefty awards, you know, especially the best narrative, like that's amazing best art direction um, and best, you know, game direction in general, which is pretty, pretty cool. Um, the last of us took home an award for best adaptation of a video game into a, another medium. Um, it was up against Castlevania Nocturne, Gran Turismo, <sighs> Super Mario Brothers movie and Twisted Metal. Um, okay. I see why I beat those last two. Yeah, no, absolutely. Um, yeah, uh, best performance was Neil Newborn, like you had mentioned, Eli. Um, there, uh, the best uh, action adventure game went to um, Zelda: Tears of the Kingdom. Well deserved. That game's amazing. Best VR game went to Resident Evil Village VR. VR absolutely, absolutely. Um, play that. Yeah. So me and Eli did. Oh, the best sim slash strategy game went to Pikmin 4, which I'm really, really happy about. Um, so me and Eli did get a chance to watch it. We wa or I came home a little bit late from work, but I was able to catch up with some stuff and watch it. Um, and Christian, you said you hadn't watched. You weren't able to. I, I never really. On, honestly, I don't really ever care to watch them. It's just understandable. Commercials. It was, but it's cool to see the live. The, the, you know, whatever. It was a three, it was a almost a four hour commercial for yeah. upcoming video games with like awards sewn through. So that's a whole other thing. Yeah. Um, that I do want to talk about at some point because I want to talk about some of the upcoming ones. Yeah, exactly. We'll talk about those. Um in my it opinion, was I'd rather exciting. watch this than the Golden Globes. That's fine. And that's that's completely your opinion. So um I know Eli had something that he thought was hilarious that had happened at the show, which I thought was hilarious too. I didn't catch it when it happened. Um, but go ahead. So Christopher Judge, the actor for Kratos in the God of War series, came out to announce the best actor and uh, <laughs> he was saying that he wasn't going to give it this long eight minute speech like how he did last year. And then he smirked and then he said, fun fact and smirked. My speech from last year was longer than this year's Call of Duty campaign. Yeah. Another uh, company that I will not look for. No, absolutely. Um, so yeah, I mean, it's caused you know a little bit of a stir in the gaming industry, specifically ex Call of Duty devs and current Call of Duty devs. Like nothing crazy, right? Like they're not like boycotting. It's nothing like massive, but they're like 
trading jokes back and forth, forth um, on Twitter, things like oh, that. Oh, it's not so, jokes. They're trying to roast Colin. Yeah, they're trying to roast each other. I God mean, this is, I mean, it's all like, you know, it's all. I'm, I mean, look, I think this all comes down to exactly what we were talking about earlier. And I, I'm on his side. Like, this is what it is. The reality of it tend to defend them. Nobody buys those games for the campaigns. Right, like mm-hmm. nobody's playing Modern Warfare for the campaign. No, you're not. I know, me too. You're but not. like, you're not the majority. You're a very small minority. So nobody's making video games for you, Eli. I'm sorry. So yeah, at least not, like not those games. People, unless they're my friends. Yeah, those games are, are not are not made for people like us. Like you know, like we get the other games. So I get that, but I also get like, look at look at GTA Five. You know, like. All the money that was made on the back of GTA 5 is all on the online. For the last, like, 10 years, 9 years, it's been the online stuff. They made, like, what? How many millions of dollars just this last year on the online portion of that game? You know what I mean? But look at the love that they put into their single-player campaign. When everybody thinks of GTA 5, nobody thinks about the online stuff. They think about, like, Franklin, or they think about Trevor, or they think about Mike. You know what I mean? So, like, just because that's not the main focus of it and this thing, that like... They still take the goddamn time to like put the love into like the legacy that that game's gonna. That's why this is why like you know, the the 2K series, like the Modern Warfare series, the ones that they just churn out year after year, like kind of like fall by the wayside. Not to say that games like that aren't great. I am a I, and I know both of us are are big fans of at least what Assassin's Creed used to be. Yeah, you know what yeah. I mean. And that 100%. was an annual release game. Mm-hmm. Right. But I kind of think it had that perfect kind of format, which allowed for that. You know, I I, I know the engine. I know the gameplay. Just give me. OK, cool. This time we're in Paris. Awesome. Oh, cool. Yeah. This time we're yeah. in London. Yeah, this is great. You know what I mean? Like Syndicate was amazing. Syndicate yeah. was. Amazing. Yeah. I loved Syndicate. Um, so let's talk about some of the upcoming games that we saw trailers for. There's quite yes. a few that 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 they released, you know, footage from. So um, I just want to start by 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 talking about uh, the the Sega um ad that they had uh that went through it the sega trailer uh they announced like a slew of like remakes of some of their most classic games the one i'm most excited for i'm a big i loved 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 and still love jet set radio future (laughs) it is one of my (laughs) favorite games of all time i'm not even like exaggerating i thought it was so much fun i had such a blast with that game that's why i get like games like sunset overdrive and stuff because mm-hmm. it feel like mm-hmm. you know the spiritual successor to something like Jet Set radio again just so i can play sunset yeah no i yeah. know so we got um we got confirmation about a year ago or so that it was in development um but we actually saw some footage from it, it looks amazing uh they also got a um uh, uh, re- uh, remake of Shinobi uh, releasing. Oh it's God. a side scroller. It looks incredible. It looks beautiful. We got some crazy taxi action going on. We're oh gonna get my crazy <laughs> taxi, um, which is going to be so much fun, and a brand new golden axe, which looks freaking insanely cool. Um, but yeah, Jet Set Radio. Um, super, super excited for that. I've been waiting for um that remake to come out. Same with Lollipop Chainsaw, which they didn't even bring up at the uh, show, but that comes out supposedly going to come out next year. Lollipop Chainsaw remake, which I'm super excited. Oh, that's for. cool. Uh, so we got a trailer for Jurassic Park Survival, uh, which I thought was very very cool uh, i was not expecting that at all did you happen to catch the trailer for that yes i 100 thought and now i'm disappointed that it's not i thought it was a vr game trailer 
Imagine that game in VR. Can oh, you? Oh, oh my God. That would have been amazing. But I love the idea. You play a scientist who yeah. takes a place after the events of the first movie. You're on Isla Perfect. Nubar Perfect. and you're stranded there and you got to survive. And I think that is incredible. I'm very excited for this one, too. I hope. Listen, we know how licensed games go, right? Like they're either going to be good or they're going to be bad. Like there's. Um, and there's like no in between. It's like. Yeah. It's like a seesaw. <laughs> get one or the other. It is. I have high hopes for this one. I think it's going to be great. I, I will say I usually don't like those kind of like retcons, especially like as, as much time has passed since the original where it's like, oh, turns out Peter Parker wasn't the only one bit by that spider that day. Right. You know right, what I mean? Right. But like this in the case of this game like oh turns out like there were other people left on the island i'm like oh my god this is how why didn't we think of this before? right so and good. it makes sense like yeah. it makes sense that, that, that it would be yeah stragglers yeah. every now and again um we also gotta so this one took me totally by surprise i was not expecting this the trailer came on i did not see the marvel logo before the bethesda uh -oh. logo came up um the uh blade uh they're doing a game based on blade um in paris, in paris. Um, the, 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 the game director came out after the trailer and was talking to, you know, it's Beth, Bethesda. Am I saying Bethesda. that right? Bethesda. Bethesda. Yeah. Bethesda. Yeah. Um, they're doing Not it. And I was like, Whoa, like where, where did this come from? I think it's going to be, I'm excited for it. Another one I'm very excited for, uh, Christian, what do you think? I mean, uh, we just talked about superhero games, but. Uh, I love the, I love the style of it too. Like they kind of have a little bit of a more like uh, I don't know stylized. I don't want to say cartoony, but a little bit like less on the like hyper realistic style. It looks like a comic book, right? Yeah, which I think works yeah. very very well for it. Um, the trailer was like really fun. Um, I kind of hope it's gonna be like a beat 'em up type of game. Yeah, yeah, I agree with you. I, I think like just a, a fun little like just make your way. Just slashing through a bunch of vampires, but of course, like the strong ones being like some of the higher up bosses. Yeah, of course. Mm -hmm. Um, I think it's cool. I do wonder, you know, I do wonder if we're kind of, you know, you have brought them the art, the Arkham series, but it's taken, you know, a little bit for them. You know, I wonder if we're going to hit like a new golden age of superhero games, right? Because we have obviously Spider Man, the mm -hmm. Spider Man uh, and Spider Man Two have been doing really well. Um, I thought Guardians of the Galaxy was fun, um, but I played of it. Unfortunately, I haven't finished it yet. But that was actually really, really well done. The Avengers, like, I haven't even bothered with it because you know I don't, you know. Um, but then we we're getting a Wolverine game from oh. uh, the Insomniac. Um, which is going to be amazing that we're getting Blade. Um, it would be really cool if we get some sort of shared, you know, universe with these guys and they're able to like cross over like the Avenger style, right? Like, oh, we could be getting a Fantastic Four game or yeah. Daredevil in the future by Insomniac. Yeah, no, I know there's been the, the hints in Spider-Man 2 specifically for Murdoch. On top of the um, Baxter building, they are starting to paint the Fantastic Four logo. Yeah. Yeah, yeah so who knows? Um, and uh, another um, announcement they made, um, Matthew McConaughey starring in his first video game, a uh, game called Exodus, which I actually didn't get the chance to. Oh, it looks amazing. I did. No, I did watch the trailer. It looks cool. It looks a space. Yeah, it's like Warframe and Destiny kind of like combined in yeah. a way. Yeah. Um, 
I, I do want to take a, a little quick second and talk about everybody's favorite, Hideo Kojima. I was just uh, about to bring that up. So we got a trailer for a, a new game called OD. Um, let's just say I hated it. I just I, it's so uncomfortable. Uh, I, I know I'm supposed to. I'm sure that's like right. the design of the trailer. That but. entrance, though, I don't know if you you didn't watch the show, but like, you know, Kojima comes out and then like the lights go out and you hear like the us music from us, like the, mm -hmm. the things. And then Jordan Peele walks in and everyone freaks out and they're talking about their, you know, it's in collaboration with, you know, it's Kojima. Is that what it is? They're working together Jordan Peele. Jesus. Yeah. It's Jordan Peele. Um, that's yeah. That's kind like a match made in hell. It, it is 100%. Like it's super uncomfortable. Here's what I, I think in my opinion and like, and I, I could don't consider myself at least, especially right now. I don't consider myself like a hardcore gamer. Um, mm -hmm. I, I'm, I at the most, you know what I mean. I play the big AAA games. Like I, I'm not somebody who has the time to play like the indie games right. as much as I would love to. So you know what I mean. Um, I, I feel like Kojima's games are for the deep gamers. Like it's for it's the it's the people who like do have time and like really absorb like the, like the, you know what i mean i don't know what the word is like the equivalent of a cinephile but for yeah right? yeah because like i just need the big like thing i don't have the like like this is the like you know it's such an experience and it's almost like his last game especially um what is i can't remember what the name of it was oh was it uh death stranding death stranding yeah death stranding, you know yeah. what i mean and like again like that's why he didn't do that right yes. and you can kind of come to expect this from kojima but what's really cool is just he's just pushing pushing the boundaries you know obviously he was working with del toro on the last one so um it's really kind of cool to hear he's working with pool on this one um or sorry i called him peel <laughs> no, i know what you peel sorry basketball um but yeah i think that that's really cool um so um, that makes me feel a little bit better about that trailer, but it still made me quite uncomfortable watching. Yeah, no, absolutely. It was very, very uncomfortable to watch. Did you guys see the trailer for God of War, Ragnarok, and Valhalla? I did not. I didn't watch it. I didn't watch it. Um, what did you think? It, it looks good. It, it's, of course, still looking like God of War, Ragnarok. But except for you don't have a Atreus here. It's only you and Mimir. You go somewhere. You need to. It's basically like a God of War version of Hades in a sort of sense. And oh, that's awesome. I need to check it. I still still haven't played it yet. I haven't even played the last God of War. I, you know what it was? I think the last God of War released on the same as Red Dead 2. So I was just like F everything because Red Dead 2 is the best. Here's game. the cool thing, though. They announced that as like a Christmas present for the fans because it's a free DLC coming out in two, yeah, two days on Tuesday. This is the stuff that people want to see from video games. You know what I mean? So it's like when you see these like nitpicky, like little microtransaction games that come out and, and then, you know, studios that can release a free ass DLC like this for, for their fans. That's incredible. You know, mm -hmm. that's amazing. Uh, one of the other big trailers I wanted to talk about was Wukong. Did you guys catch oh, that? Oh, I did. Jesus. That, yeah. Um, so I don't know anything about it, but I have a bunch of students that have been following this project for like the last five years. Um, so this is kind of a big deal. Um, you know, and honestly, in entertainment, we see when we see a lot of like, especially here in the West, when we get a lot of like 
um, stuff from the 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 east. You know what I mean? I think we a lot of the yeah. stuff that we see, especially in video games, is Japanese. You know, we get to see a lot of like Japanese cultural stuff. So we which don't is get fantastic. To see, yeah, which is amazing. But it's, it's kind of really cool to see some like really deep Chinese lore. Um, some like you know what I mean? Like this is a really important story to like Chinese culture. So. Um, it's cool to see like the character designs from it all. And like, you know, I'm I'm really excited. I have a bunch of students that were like giving me a lot of insight about like the development of the game. Uh, That's cool. None of them believe that it's actually going to release in 2025, which is hilarious. Um, apparently the developer has a lot of uh, there's there's a lot of uh, drama, we can say, uh, behind uh, what's going on with the developer. But I'm definitely going to keep my eye on that project uh, moving forward. So that was a cool one. Oh, that's awesome. That's very cool. Any other trailers you guys want to bring up or anything? Uh, none that I can think of. Warframe, uh, another trailer. Loved it. Warframe, Warframe 1999. Oh, yeah, that was a good one. And then Suicide Squad was... Um, oh, yeah. Oh, it, oh, oh, we... It's automatic as soon as that pre-order goes up. Yeah. Anything Rocksteady does, I don't... I, you don't... They could release a blank disc or like, you know what I mean? like no artwork. I'll buy it. Don't tell me Dude, anything. Get Batman a gun. We're yeah. done for. <laughs> we are absolutely done for. Yeah. He's yeah. going to be even more lethal than Deadshot or Deathstroke. Both of them. Absolutely. We're yes. done. No, 100%. 100%. Um, so, yeah, um, keep an eye out for those games coming in the near future. I was kind of hoping we were going to get another Judas trailer, but we didn't get anything on Judas. Uh, no Ken Levine action going on. I th- um, I think I prefer it when like, game companies re- like announce a game and then go radio silent for said game until like it gets closer to yeah. its launch. No, how long I mean, has think- Ken been working? How long has that project been in development? Oh, I think possibly since he like started Ghost, uh, was it Ghostfire uh, Studios mm-hmm. or something? Um, I think it's been. I mean, you know, it takes he takes his time. I think it's been at least seven or eight years, to be if, honest. With you. If you guys aren't familiar with who he's talking about, um, he is like most famously known for like the Bioshock series. Yeah. Um, uh, really intense. Shock before that and. Yeah, um, also a disruptor in the industry, I would consider mm-hmm. him. Um, but really, really story focused and, you know, kind of like unwavering in his testament. I always considered him to be like a super intense, like you you hear oh. stories about people like him. Um, yeah. And you, you it's almost like to the intimidating point of it's, like intensity. It, he, he reminds me a lot of like hearing him in interview. He reminds me a lot of like someone like Todd McFarlane right like you know what yeah like has is just like he he has his beat like he knows what he's talking like he just like comes out there super confident just sells 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 like he's but he's not like you know giving you a bunch of bs right like he's one of the things that i will say that they both have in common um like with that that i've heard about both of them um is that like their interactions with their fans are like is just second to none like they they yeah. treat they they might be like shrewd businessmen but like they they treat every fan like so i've i've met ken on a couple like because like oh, that's awesome um and you know it was work related so it, you know what i mean like the the circumstance yeah. of us meeting of uh, like he had every right to be full intense if you know what i mean and he was the most gracious oh, i'm so generous. happy to hear that he's like I'm one not- of those people you hear about that about like stan lee like when when you're in the room with them like he's your best friend and you're the most important person he makes gives you that feeling like he has that that way about him too like 
Like he was like, dude, I thank you. Like he was thanking me. Like you're so talented. We're so lucky to be working with you. I'm like, <laughs> you go you. Yeah. Holy crap, dude. Um, and it, yeah, it's so nice to hear that from people like him who are obviously like super intelligent. I'm not saying we're dumb or anything, but you know what I mean. Like, I mean, <laughs> take it to a whole new level. Yeah. And you're like watch, you know, games like Bioshock or whatever. Like the deep meanings behind all of them, and like the even specifically something like infinite, right. Which is just layer upon layer upon layer of just these really thoughtful, uh, like you catch something new every single time. I, I was talking to Eli about this. I've played Bioshock infinite probably about, I'd say about four times now. I'd say that's the go. most I've seen you play a game. And it's still every single time there's something I pick yeah. up that I did not pick up before. And it's just so, uh it's just it's so incredible to me that that someone can make that kind of art that lasts and that stands the test of time and is replayable or rewatchable or rereadable like over and over again and people like that i don't expect to be just like normal people you know what i mean they're yeah. almost like weird superheroes in a weird way but that that's awesome i'm so happy to hear that um so let's talk about some uh news that just some quick tidbits um before we get to our next point um so it looks like uh coyote versus acme might have found a new home at paramount paramount uh uh, paramount plus is looking at releasing it um warner brothers is kind of being they're being them and they're not agreeing to anything unless they get the whole 70 million dollar um production budget back so they're basically selling it for 70 million um which is how much the movie costs to make but paramount is supposedly the front of the line to get that movie which i think is great it's fantastic that they're shopping it and letting people um you know possibly see it i'm really excited for it uh, again i mean i probably to be 100 honest with you if it was just coming out on a regular day i might not be as excited to watch it as i as i am now just because of all this but because of this I'm going to support it 100%, and I'm very, very excited to to check it out. Um, Deadpool 3. <laughs> I don't know if you guys have been keeping up with Ryan Reynolds' oh, post. Oh, I have. Ninja uh, Turtles, let's go. We're going to see go. Predator. Let's Predator. go. Um, Deadpool leaks. Hashtag Deadpool leaks. <laughs> Hashtag Deadpool spoilers. Um, I think that's fantastic. So if you guys haven't, haven't checked it out, go to his Instagram. Just go to Ryan Reynolds' uh, Instagram. See what, what he's up to right now. He posts some pretty interesting links or some pretty interesting spoilers. So I was doing something irresponsible uh, on Friday. I was playing Cyberpunk while also watching TikTok on my phone, and I was driving and I just so happened to scroll up on the leaks and I was just like what the hell is going on on that set uh, yeah you know you never know you never know um talk about Sean Gunn let's talk about some uh DCU news um basically um Sean Gunn has been cast as the new Maxwell Lord in brother his brother James Gunn's uh DC universe of nepotism course, man nepotism, nepotism in Hollywood right? it's just well, that uh, it's just too much nepotism it's like when you're like if if i was a director and mm. i was to cast you in like every movie like you only get uh, hired because of you only get dad. hired because of me right um that's nepotism family so behind the camera i don't want to be i know but th- but you know what i mean right yeah. like there's this whole thing um but um but yeah he's been cast um as Max- Maxwell Lord in the new DCU. I don't know word on if he's going to show up in Superman Legacy or not. Um, but uh, I think we all kind of expected this, right? I mean, we kind of knew James Gunn wasn't going to keep anyone from the old. I think I'm pretty sure everyone's going to be recast, like everyone 
yeah. it's just gonna happen um so yeah uh, i think Rumors it's for supergirl to come back in that movie too sasha Ka- or just no. uh the yeah, yeah, the, 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 yeah i heard he wants the character back but obviously it's not gonna be Sasha. Yeah. and you know that's fine but um, she is such a good actress she was, yeah I, she I, was I, good i agree but for anybody to expect anybody from the old dcu to, to show up it's like Come on now! Like I mean, you're gonna see, I you you're gonna see Margot Robbie, right? As you, you have, like to. I feel like it's an outlier, right? Because there's only like a handful of people, if yeah. and maybe just Margot, probably too, and yeah. maybe like Blue Beetle, right? Right, one hundred percent. Blue absolutely. Beetle wasn't part of the old DCEU, right? That's what I'm saying. So like, yeah. um, some I don't even know if all Suicide Suicide Squad characters, you know what I mean. But there are two other Suicide Squad characters that I want to see stay as their roles in the new movies. It's Will Smith as Deadshot and Idris Elba as Bloodshot. That'd be an interesting team up. I would I would actually certainly be interested in that. Um, I'd be happy to see just those two men on the screen at the same oh, time. That'd be cool. Absolutely. That would be amazing. Um, so let's talk about a rumor uh, circulating about Mandalorian season. I don't four. like this rumor. Um, I'm very, I'm just curious what you guys thoughts are again, no way confirmation. I don't even know if I believe it 100%, but it's a pretty strong rumor by a pretty reputable source. Um, so I would love to hear I don't people's thoughts. Um, that doesn't mean it can't be true. I'm just asking for your thoughts on this. Sure. Okay. Um, so let's talk about Mandalorian season four, possibly being a movie instead of a, an episodic series. Um, so we did watch. So they're on season three. Uh, we watched yeah. season three. Um, do you guys think that the Mandalorian series has legs to continue on as a series where it's at now? I know like season three wasn't as it could be limping instead of walking. Well, that's yeah. the thing. That's the thing, right? It is it's possibly limping even at this point because season three was not received as well as the other two seasons. Um, do you guys think a movie might be the fix for it? Uh, putting it on the big screen. Apparently if this does happen, it's going to be the first kind of star Wars movie to come out since um, rise of Skywalker um what are you guys thoughts on this i mean i personally i'm i'm gonna i'm okay with the idea i think it might work i think as long as feloni's like feloni's not going to take his hands off of it i know he's going to be there 100 we're going everything i know there were rumors too speculating that there was going to be a film after you know kind of like a big like avengers type team up with like mando and ahsoka and like all these things that was supposed to be a feature film directed by Filoni at some point. Um, but yeah, what do you guys think about this? Are you guys on board I with it? I feel like do you think it's one of idea? two things could happen. It could be really good and bring not only Star Wars back to how it was during the prequel era and Disney as well. Or it could proceed to drag their names through the mud even more. Fair enough. Christian, what do you think about it? Um, I, I think it's... Uh... <sighs> You know, I, I remember them talking about how this whole thing at the beginning was like this five-year plan or like this five-season plan, and now it's it seems like a little shaky. Like maybe they're not so sure about things because, like, we've been hearing different things about the plans. Obviously, it, if this is true, then we are not sure that they feel like they have the legs for another season, like a full season or right. more. Um, if this I, fails, I'll... it could be Darth Maul. They they could have been Darth Maul after this mm-hmm. yeah uh so i think i'm 
I, I don't know. I, I don't know. I, I don't know. I, obviously, I think the strength of it was in its show. I, I think this last season, as much as I liked it, you know, and I like it because I, I, I'm deep Star Wars, but I think some people that haven't watched Clone Wars or whatever might not have appreciated it as much as some of the deep Star Wars fans. Um, I think I, I do honestly think the fact that they let it out of the bag this season that that Pedro's not in the suit has yeah. affected the fandom a little bit. You know what I mean? Uh, all like that actor who's in there, like he Brendan deserves. Ray. Yeah, he yeah. deserves all the attention. Oh, he does. He, as, he, as he should. Does. But I think like breaking that illusion kind of shook a lot of people. They're like, "Wait, shit, that's not him. That's mm-hmm. kind of lame." Like, I, yeah, I remember because even when we met, we met Brendan at Emerald City Comic Con yes. last year, yeah. and I was even like, "This was before like the news broke." I mean, before it became more widely known, and I was like, "Like." I had a feeling it wasn't Pedro the whole time, but like it was like to get the confirmation. Yeah. Like he was like, yeah, he's like, I'm the one in the suit. And um, I forget the other guy's name. Uh, I, I feel so bad because I don't remember his name, but he's uh, more of the stunt fighting guy. Um, Brendan, there's there are like two guys in the suit. There's yeah. the one that does like the normal, like, and then there's the one that does the stunts. stuff. Yeah. And then there's a stunt guy. Oh, yeah. So, like, I, I always knew that it wasn't always just Pedro. I like, I even from the right. beginning, we knew that there was other people. Just to what I extent, think, right? Yeah. To what extent. And I think, like, you know, it was fun in our heads to think, like, oh, wow, like, what a cool dude, like, to just always be on camera, even though his face mm-hmm. is covered, like, oh, cool. And then to, like, but then to realize, and then, but also, no, like, well, why the hell would he? You know, that doesn't yeah. make sense. And why would Disney pay him so much when they don't have to? Like, right. like to learn the truth, it's it's completely logical, but I also think takes a little bit of the romanticism out of it. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I don't know. I, I also think for like a lot of the serious Star Wars stuff um, for me and a lot of my friends, Andor changed a lot of things like Andor kind of opened everybody like, oh, shit, we can do this. Like, and so it's like Mandalorian was here and then like Andor came out and Andor was like, wait. I, and I, now I, we're like, oh, so now I'm like, I'm having. I to haven't like, watched it either because I'm waiting it, waiting for you. I've yeah. after Andor, Mando feels like a backslide. Like it's, but I mean, Mando has is always what Star Wars been, but like, like Andor was a, a complete elevation of the medium of of the genre of the Star Wars name. Like mm-hmm. this is like, holy crap, we've never seen Star Wars at this storytelling. Um, so. That's why I think there was a lot of things kind of riding against Mandalorian in the season three. So this is also why I think they're rethinking, like maybe we don't we don't want a, a continue the downslide of this. So maybe the movie is the way to go, and we just end it all. Um, I honestly don't know where are they going with this. You know what I mean? Because we're getting farther away from his story now too. Um, right. But you know, I don't know. I, I I I'm curious if they can correct correct course. Just give uh give it to John Favreau, live act you know movie. I might be okay with that. I think that would be great. You know, uh, let him kind of put his. You know, I know he's kind of been we in charge of it the whole time. Star Wars like somewhat more lighthearted than Ahsoka was. Again, Ahsoka yeah. gave everybody emotional trauma. Oh, that's. I mean, that's good though, right? Like you yes. remember it and your dick thing. So yeah, uh, who knows where this is going? Well, I guess we'll find out in the near future. I mean, I'm pretty sure, you know, Mando season four probably isn't too far in the future for them. So I'm sure they'll make an official announcement at some point within the next. I just, I feel like after season one, I was so excited for season two. Like oh, I was dying 100%. for it. And then after, especially after season two, I was like, 
like oh my god but then again there was the andor thing and then like so my anticipation for season three kind of fell you, and you then watched now Boba Fett, right well i'm sorry you watched book of boba Fett, right i'm not, i don't even care about that so uh, now exactly. i don't yeah. i i i like my anticipation for the mandalorian is not like where it was Same. so and i don't i don't think that it's a drop in the quality but i i do think season two you they kind of wrote themselves in a hole like and the the way that they at, like solved for their problem of the end of solution of season two was a huge mistake. Mm-hmm. Like on top of it, like they they solved a lot of stuff that you they didn't even do in their own show. Like you had to watch the the god awful right. Book of Boba Fett for. Oh yeah, um, it's horrible. Which is like Book of Boba Fett is probably one of it should be something that be, should be studied. Like that was one of the biggest worst mistakes in like like here's what happened. And also, here's what not to do. Like, way to ruin, uh, like, such a beloved character. Like, Boba Fett before this was, like, you know, legacy character, and now, like, he's laughable. Like, he's probably, like, uh, he's almost Jar Jar level. Like, you know what I mean? Like, Not only did they mess up Boba, they also messed up Cad Bane. Yeah, and I think in, you know, but I, I, it's Star Wars, right? So in 20 years, they're going to be looking at this era as, like, the best Star Wars era, right? So You know what? Be... And rightfully so, because I think a lot of it is. I, I will say yeah. that. And I think a lot of it has to do with the Disney Plus stuff. Ahsoka mm-hmm. was fantastic. The first two Mandalorians uh, were amazing. Um, Andor is incredible. You know what I mean? So there's still a lot of stuff that we're getting from them. Like, the Filoni World stuff, again, Clone Wars-related stuff, I'm always, like... This is the direction that I want to see Star Wars go in, not the the like the stuff that we got from you know, uh, Force Awakens and like the the whole Ray saga. I think is like not the way. I we I don't know. That's just my my. my that is not the way. No, I get that. But yeah, no, one hundred percent. So we'll see what happens there. Uh, it's exciting. Hopefully, the future of Star Wars is exciting. I'm excited for it. I'm curious to see what they're going to do. Um, one quick tangent I wanted to talk about uh, mm-hmm. today. My wife and I, we went to Best Buy, which is always a fun Me too. Time. Oh, did you? Cool. Yeah. Um, but you know, every every time I go in, their 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 physical media section is just like it shrinks, right? Like there's like one aisle now, and then there's like barely any movies on there anymore. I actually went in, not even gonna lie, I don't think it comes out till for a couple of days. I was looking for the Titanic 4K, uh, one of my favorite movies, and they released the 4K. James Cameron, they did not have it. Um, but I did see that they just released Batman, the Mask of the Phantasm on 4K. Um, it was on sale at Target or uh, Best Buy. I actually found it cheaper somewhere else and I got it. Uh, so it's going to be here tomorrow. I'm so excited for that. Um, one thing that buzzed me out, there wasn't a whole lot of extras on it. There's like a, a, this is a really cool, like supposedly Kevin Conroy, like interview and stuff about the movie and stuff. Um, but yeah um it just makes me sad going in there and seeing like their physical media section like shrinking every single time which is super super sad buy physical media people i know i just said they don't have it at best buy but go buy it buy and buy wherever because there will be buy physical media and bring it back because it is the best form of media yeah uh guillermo del toro recently was talking about physical media he was back in he was on uh you know oppenheimer has the 4K is pretty much impossible to find right now because of fan demand and people buying that 4K because Christopher Nolan is a big, big, big physical media guy. Uh, Guillermo del Toro kind of backed that up. Uh, I think it was last week or the week before where he was talking about how people who buy physical media are essentially 
like saving film history. Like they're the ones who are going in a hundred years, these things are going to survive. And these are going to be a history of all the movies we had digital. Who knows if digital is going to be, you know, what's going to happen, all the digital stuff, physical media is the way to go. Digital media can always be corrupted and lost. Yes. Physical can be lost, but it can always be found again. Yeah, exactly. Physical media is preserving film history, essentially. So um, go buy physical media, buy everything you own on physical media. You can watch the digital version if you want, because most of the time they come with digital versions. But, you know, just stick with physical media. Uh, Super, 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 super important to me and all of us here. Like, go buy physical media. I know a lot of people can't afford it, whatever, but go buy physical media. Save the money. Buy Um, physical media. There's also a really cool Criterion 4K of The Others that is out, which is one of my favorite horror movies of all time. Um, I really need to grab that one. Have you seen The Others, right? Have you seen The Others? No, I have. With Nicole, the Nicole Kidman? And oh my gosh, it's so good. We, we haven't really watched it yet, but it's a great ghost story. Um, Why haven't we watched it yet? Because it's, it's, it's amazing. We will, we will, we will. It's kind of, it's kind of a slow burn. But it's a haunted house movie. It's really, really well done. It's really great. Um, let's talk about our last thing. Uh, I just kind of want to bring this up because I think it's, I think it's great, but I think it's also funny how there's been a little bit of pushback on this subject. Um, so uh, Taylor Swift was named Time Person of the Year um, for 2023, um, rightfully so. Like 100%. Like she had the biggest tour. She just broke the record for the biggest tour in history. Billions of dollars, like she just slaughtered this year. Her movie, the Eras Tour, um, docu, you know, concert movie, was massive. Like it was. This year has been a whole year of these big, yeah, Barbenheimer. Well, specifically Barbenheimer and Taylor Swift, right? Were the two, were the three things this year that got people really, really excited, got everyone involved. People were being social and actually being decent human beings over you know bonding over things which is amazing and taylor swift brings people together you know that brings people together who might have never been brought together before i think it's fantastic she has been named times person of the year of course there's some pushback um you know why couldn't we get a scientist why couldn't we get this why couldn't we get that you know listen y'all it doesn't matter there's a big pushback uh, and i hate to say this but it is unfortunately, uh, because she's a woman. And I think that she deserves deserves it 100%, no doubt. I can't think of another person this year that would be considered person of the year. Can you guys? Even, even a little bit. I love how much fear she instills in conservatives. I'm just Oh, my gosh. It. It's um, amazing. It's the funniest thing in the world. Um, but I'm here for it. And good for you, Taylor. I- I'm a Swifty. Um, yeah i'll say it so yeah you know what she's more punk rock than um, i think next you know year what? yeah might be ryan reynolds yeah again maybe um in in a year that um um blink 182 released an album i would say taylor swift is still the most punk rock person oh. um of the year by so by far good job taylor congratulations 100 like she man like what she did this year beyond beyond anything else like you said punk rock like she's super punk rock and she yeah. uh deserves all the accolades and Again. she's just another disruptor it's like the theme of the night 
It's just a bunch of people disrupting. It is. And then we have freaking, you know, speaking of punk rock, speaking of rock stars, we have people like Dave Grohl who are on tour in Australia, but actually stopping to feed home, to cook and feed for homeless, feed homeless people because on his time off from playing his shows, like he does that all the time. He does it in LA. He does it wherever they're at, wherever they're playing shows. If he's there for more than a couple days, he's going to go out there. He brings his barbecue pit and everything. Like he cooks, he like, feeds homeless people he was doing autographs and like shaking hands and dave girl notoriously does not do autographs unless it's for charity but he was out there signing autographs for people in need talking to people hanging out with people feeding the homeless man we need more people like dave girl um to be out there changing the world and people like taylor swift by all accounts she's an amazing person she's done great things too um and again she's bringing people together in a way that i haven't seen in a very very long time um which is great we need more just awesome people in this world so it seems like musicians are (laughs) seem to be filling that void right now um which is awesome so yeah anyways y'all that's our show did you all have any last thoughts anything you guys wanted to bring up anything that happened this week you guys are interested in real fast what uh guilting gears new they they brought out something at the game awards. One thing that I sort of expected, and another thing that no game companies ever do. A hmm. uh, new character, which game companies do all the time for their games, but uh, a new game mode. No companies ever do, like especially for like these fighting games. Right. Oh, is that the one we saw that you yeah. said you wanted to to get? Yeah, Guilty Gear Strive. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. LFL and a new three v three mode. That's cool, man. That's cool. We'll have to check that out for sure. Uh, Christian, any last thoughts about this Uh, week? I am ready for the holidays almost. Yes. Yes. Same. 100%. Um, Oh, you got, you all got to tune in. Um, This will probably be out before, but the week after this episode drops, we're going to be doing a really, really cool show for Pastrami Nation. We're going to be doing our live stream like we do every Tuesday night. Um, but we're going to be talking our best of the year and stuff like that. Um, so definitely uh, come prepared to chat. Come talk to us. Come hang out. Let us know what you guys enjoy this year. Let us know on this show. Um, leave comments, you know, what you guys have watched, what you guys have loved this year so far. Um, I think in a couple of weeks, we'll do our own best of 2023 on this show, um, which I'm really, really excited about. Both shows. Yeah, absolutely. Um yeah, so that's it, everyone. Thank you all for checking out the show. Thank you all for joining us. Um, Christian, where can they find you? You can find me at uh, at Christian Nacorda, uh at uh, Instagram, Facebook, uh, TikTok. Let's draw. Very cool. Yeah, and of course, you can find me, Kevin Hoskinson, or Kevin underscore Hoskinson on uh, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, TikTok. I haven't been on TikTok lately, but I'm going to get back onto it. Um Doing all kinds of stuff, man. So um, definitely go check us out on our socials. Come talk to us. Come chat with us. Come hang out. Go check out pastraminationcom for all the latest news, reviews, all that fun stuff. Uh, there's a really cool write-up on LA Comic-Con, which happened this past weekend. So the our, the editor over there, Nolan, he went with his brother, Jason. They got to cover the con. So that's 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 a lot of fun. Sounded like a blast. Go check out that article over on pastraminationcom um, And check out the Pastrami Nation podcast um, on this network. Uh, you can download an audio version, and you can also watch the live stream we do every Tuesday night. 
at um, 7 p.m. At 7 p.m., yes. Western yeah. time. Yeah, oh, I know, Pacific Standard Time. Pacific Standard Time, yes, absolutely. Um, yeah, thank you all for checking out the show. It's great chatting with you. I hope you all have a good day. Have a good night. Take care of yourselves and each other. And as always, stay nerdy, America. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.